Chapter 2 Alley 2016 As the gate closed behind her, Allie blinked, her eyes adjusting to the bright blue midday sky. Heat rose in waves off the blacktop. Sunlight reflected from windows along the campus. Standing outside the gates of Lee Arendale was surreal. Allie thought about running, maybe all of the way to Brunswick. She would sprint until her lungs burst and her heart exploded, feeling the rush of wind on her cheeks, putting miles between her and the prison. Of course, she didn't have to run. Her sister stood there, waiting. Lithe and slender, dark hair catching in the breeze, wrapped in a white dress that hugged her curves, Emma stood out against Arendelle's red clay and gravel. Finally, her sister opened her arms to offer an awkward embrace. As Emma pulled her closer, Allie caught a whiff of coconut, of the ocean, and sun. She smelled like home. Let's get out of here, Emma said, pulling back with a lopsided smile. This place gives me the creeps. Allie sucked in a breath of air. After ten years of following orders, standing at attention and being counted, the pure silence of the open road sounded like a chorus of angels from heaven. There were no overhead announcements, no inmate complaints, and no scrape of shoes along cement. Just the late model BMW's wheels on asphalt, the steady whoosh of air from bumper to taillight, and the heat through the window warming her arm and hand. Allie glanced over at her sister. Emma had been the constant in the last decade, her only regular visitor. Morgan Hicks, her best friend, had vanished, along with everyone else, the moment the police announced the arrest. Her prison sentence changed everyone. Even living outside the imposing walls and curling barbed wire, Emma morphed into someone else, someone reliable, responsible, Allie's rock. Gone was the boy-crazy teenager who'd sneak out on school nights and drink Boone's Farm on the beach. The girl who took double dares and learned to surf at fourteen. The girl who hadn't ever hesitated to flirt with men twice her age. Allie had been the safe one, the rule follower, her sister, the rogue. But every month since her incarceration, Emma drove from Brunswick on Highway 95 to Savannah, then made the remaining trek to Alto. No matter how stilted or strange the visit, Allie was grateful that Emma made the effort. The twelve-hour round trip took planning, not to mention the cost of an overnight stay. At first, Allie's parents, Lily and Paul, came on holidays and brought Caroline who seemed to sprout an inch every few months. The visits, short and uncomfortable, became intolerable for her parents when her daughter developed an uncontrollable phobia to prisons and chain-link fencing. Caroline broke out in hives, the skin on her neck and face getting blotchy and red. According to her mother, she would complain of stomach pain, piercing, stabbing agony, in the hours before a scheduled drive. It had hurt, but Caroline's aversion didn't surprise anyone. The prison, even on visitation days, was a loud and frightening place. The population, restless and violent, often swelled to collective anger,
especially in the summer's heat. Lockdowns were frequent. Shouts reverberated through the walls. Days were filled with the clank of metal on metal, locks clicking into place, the grind of mechanized gates. When they drove by the turnoff to commerce, Allie shuddered and turned, tucking her meager belongings behind the seat. The wheels hit a bump in the road and rumbled over deep ruts. The plastic crinkled, then settled into place. Allie glanced down at her sister's purse wedged between them. The designer leather satchel, packed full, held Emma's cell phone, an embossed address book, and lipstick. An empty Starbucks mug sat in the cup holder next to an extra pair of wayfarers. A long time ago, Allie enjoyed the same indulgences, but for a decade, she had existed without...